It was November 14, 2015, Marvel Stadium in Australia. It was the home of the head kick heard round the world. This is Coach Snow's Corner, and this is my Hall of Fame. Hello and welcome back. This is your host, Coach Snow, and this is Coach Snow's Hall of Fame. Uh, This is a series that I wanted to do, and it's one I'm actually almost more excited about than the main channel of um, podcasts that I'm going to be doing. What I want to talk about in this series is particular fights. Um, I mean, I've had people that aren't as big of fans um, as I am, and they've said, you know, if you had to pick just one fight, like if you had to pick one fight that really encapsulates what makes you love this sport so much, what would that one fight be? So, you know, I it's really hard for me to pick just one particular fight. So in this series, what I want to do is I want to really discuss and go a little bit more in depth with just particular fights and ones that really stand out in my mind. Um, So for this first episode, you know, if someone asks me, what is your, like, go-to fight? Like, what's a fight that you watch over and over again? Um, It is almost always going to be, without a doubt, UFC 193, Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holm. Um, It was November 14th, 2015, It took place at the Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia. And at that point in time, it was the most attended UFC event in the history of the company, with over 56,000 people in the stadium. And this is in Australia. This is not even in, you know, almost every fight takes place in Las Vegas, and even they have never seen crowds this size. Um... What you have to remember is that going into this fight, Ronda Rousey was seen as just unbeatable. At this point, she was undefeated. She was the entire reason why there was a women's division in the UFC. Um, Literally every opponent that she had faced up until this point, uh, with the exception of Misha Tate, hadn't even made it out of the first round with her. Um, she was an Olympic judo competitor. Um, she was just seen as like the baddest woman on the planet. Um, you know, Holly Holm, um, went into this fight as one of the biggest underdogs in entire, like in the entirety of the fight game of all time. Um, as a matter of fact, the betting website, website sure dog they actually called this fight the upset of the year for that year um it's a fight that when so a brief history of my relationship as being a fan with ronda rousey so when ronda first came to the ufc um i had seen a handful of her fights prior to that, and I was very excited that she was going to be a part of the UFC. Um, She was a very entertaining fighter. Um, You know, I mentioned before 
uh, in a previous podcast that Dana White, I think, really likes to look at people that are marketable, and she was extremely marketable. Um, she had this great just force of nature about her, and you know, I think a lot of people thought that she was just that no one was ever going to beat her. And you know, at that point, you know, her first fight with Liz Carmouche in the UFC, um, I mean, it almost it was this crazy comeback victory because Liz almost got her, and then Ronda reversed it, and her judo and uh, wrestling went to work, and she secured her signature arm bar and submitted her in the first round. And from then on out, I mean, that was kind of the what happened in every fight, and it didn't matter who she went up against. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Kat Zingano fan. She's one of my all-time favorite fighters, male or female. And she finished Kat Zingano in like 10 seconds. It was crazy. And it, you know, and it hurt my heart, but it is what it is. So, you know, it was incredible seeing what she could do and seeing how she grew as a fighter and how just phenomenal she was to watch and um and it just showed in every single fight and then then she fought Misha Tate and I am a very self-admitted huge fan of Cupcake Tate um have been since the very first time I ever saw her fight and um still am to this day even though she's retired um she's still one of my favorite um personalities outside of MMA um, I just, I think that she's fantastic. And so this was actually a, when she fought Misha Tate, it was actually a rematch. Um, they had had another fight prior to the UFC and Ronda had won that fight. And so leading up to this, um, they were both judges on the ultimate fighter. And then it, um, culminated with them fighting, um, at the end of that season and, you know, I will definitely be the first person to admit that, like, Misha Tate didn't look super great in that fight. She was not winning that fight by any stretch. But what she did do in that fight that no one else had done was that she took Ronda all the way to the third round. And Ronda Rousey had never even seen the end of the first round at this point in her career. So, to see... Misha Tate push her that far and be that difficult to defeat, um, that in my mind should have been a moment that was somewhat humbling. And, um, I think there definitely could have been some sportsmanship from that. But at the end of the fight, you know, Misha Tate went to shake her hand and Rhonda just looked at it and turned away from her without shaking her hand. And you could hear the audience start booing immediately. Because one of the things about the sport and one of the things that I love the most about this sport is the, the sportsmanship side of it. It's a competitive sport and it's fighting. I mean, it's cage fighting. And at the end of the day, being able to talk trash and sell a fight is huge. And it is a critical, I don't want to say critical, but... It's a, a very important and very entertaining part of the game, and, it, and it's a part that a lot of people enjoy, myself included. But the part that I enjoy so much more is seeing two competitors, 
two people who just have these incredible wills and incredible strength of character and body. I mean, there's no chance that I would ever get in there. I mean, if I've seen just some leg kicks that people have taken. And if you kicked me like that, like I'll tell you where my mom hides her money. Like there is no chance that I would ever do that. And so these people do it for a living all the time. But the most important or the most exciting part of it for me is seeing people who have, you know, they've sold the fight and they've gotten people to watch and then they compete and then no matter what the outcome is, they shake hands at the end of it and they bury the hatchet and they, if there ever was one, you know, but it feels good to see that respect, that mutual respect at the end of it and that sportsmanship. And that is such a huge part of it for me. And it has been for a long time. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I could sit and watch people fight in a cage just as easy as I could watch bum fights on the internet if I just wanted to watch people beat each other up. But I don't. I watch things like the UFC and Bellator and I watch professional MMA because it's a competitive sport and there's sportsmanship that goes along with that. So, you know, the point that I'm laboring to make here is that Rhonda at this point was seen as like this invisible or invincible person and that no one was ever going to beat her, that no one was ever going to get out of the first round with her, that that she was just going to armbar her way to to immortality. So to see somebody like really push her and make her really work for it, then to be that incredibly disrespectful um, really immediately soured my opinion of her. So, on the other side of it, Holly Holm was a professional boxer. Um, she had an insane record uh, prior to coming into the UFC, and I was a fan of her just from her boxing career. And then I saw some of her kickboxing fights, and they were very impressive. So, when she started in the UFC... I watched her first couple of fights, and they were nothing to write home about. She won them, but nothing too spectacular. And so, when this fight was made, it was very reminiscent of, like, Forrest Griffin versus Shogun from back in the day. It was just seen as Holly Holm was just being fed to Ronda Rousey. And that it was going to be just another quick night. And it was it was definitely billed as your um, classic sort of striker versus grappler competition. And everybody thought that, like, Ronda was just going to march in. And she was going to judo hip toss her down and take her arm and arm bar in the first round. And that was going to be it. And so the lead up to that fight... I mean, they were literally saying that, like, Ronda Rousey could outbox Floyd Mayweather. They were saying in a boxing match, like, they asked John Jones, like, who do you got? And he's like, oh, I got Ronda. And her coach was, like, on record of talking about he, she was, like, the best boxer he had ever seen. 
and her boxing ability was so crazy and like so much higher level than anybody gave her credit for. And so she was going to go in there and she was going to like stand and bang with Holly Holm, who was this insane elite level boxer and then an elite level kickboxer prior to this fight. So, you know, it was, um, it was the way that it was done. The media leading up to this fight barely mentioned Holly Holm. Like, it was just shown as, like, Ronda Rousey showcase and that she was just going to go in here and just dominate. And I love letting people watch this fight, but I love telling people all of the things that I just told you and then letting them watch this fight, especially if they weren't aware of what the history was leading up to this. So you get to like the day before of the fight and you have the weigh-ins and Ronda looks very gaunt, very haggard looking it was almost like she didn't have a very good cut leading up to this fight. Um, but she didn't look her best, that's for sure. And Ronda was sort of known as being like fairly composed at these at these weigh-ins and these face-offs. And for whatever reason, you know, Holly Holm is known as like the preacher's daughter. That is like her ring name. And she is just this nice, soft-spoken very tall, like very, I mean, I mean, like if I ran into her in the street, like I would probably be afraid of her because she's pretty imposing looking, but she's very kind. Like I said, very soft spoken, um, doesn't talk trash. Like it just wasn't in her wheelhouse. It wasn't something she was there to do. And, you know, leading up to this fight, they go to the weigh-ins and Rhonda gets in her face and it almost looks like she pulled like Holly's arm to almost make it look like she got like that. She pushed like that. She touched her fist to Rhonda's face or something like that. And then there's like a scuffle and Holly looks very confused. Like she had no idea kind of what was going on. And so after that, I mean, Rhonda's just talking so much trash and just, and, and just, and just talking about, Holly Holm and she's like fake and just saying all kinds of just crazy things. And once, and another thing is that leading up to this fight, when it comes to Ronda Rousey talking trash, I mean, prior to this fight, she said things like nobody has the right to beat me. And like that, like that she had any control over it. Number one, but number two, that like she was going to remain undefeated for all time. And that she was just, that that's what it is. And that that's, that it was, um, that no one even had a chance against her. So, you get to the fight. And, again, you know, 50-some thousand people in Australia. And Rhonda comes out there and she's super aggressive. And she's just coming at Holly Holm. Well, Holly Holm, who trains out in Arizona with John Jones and is long and lean and knows how to maintain distance just starts lighting her up like a Christmas tree. And every single time 
that Rhonda even gets like close, Holly's tagging her. She's hitting her with left hand. She's hitting her with jabs. I mean, just, I mean, decisive. It was probably the most decisive defeat. It was the first round that Ronda Rousey had ever lost in her entire career up to this point. I mean, and Holly was just teeing off on her. And so, you know, you watch that fight, and at the end of the first round, you see Ronda go back to the corner, and her face is like bright fire engine red. Her her mouth's bleeding. Her nose is bleeding. Um, I mean, she just looked terrible. And so, second fight, or second round starts, and... Again, Rhonda is just, she has her head like around the center line. She's not moving. She's not ducking. She's just being super aggressive and she's just getting teed off on. And there's actually like one of my favorite moments in this fight is Rhonda throws this crazy like haymaker and Holly literally just ducks under her hand and Rhonda runs like into the cage. And when she turns around, like just the embarrassment and fury on her face is just, I mean, it's something I'll savor for my whole life. It was just beautiful. And so, um, very shortly thereafter, um, Rousey takes a straight left right to the chin, stumbles, and as she's standing up, Holly Holm lands the head kick heard around the world. And you can find video of this, and you can't ask for a better head kick. And Rhonda drops, and Holly jumps on her, lands a couple of hammer fists, referee stops it, and that's it, folks. Holly Holm is your new Bantamweight champion of the world, and the almighty, all-powerful Ronda Rousey is just a battered mess laying on the ground. And not only is this fight so important to me because I was, you know, it, it always feels good to see the person that you're cheering for win a fight. But as you'll, as we'll discuss further on this channel and on these little Hall of Fame episodes, there's very little that I love more than seeing somebody who just is so unlikable and so much of like a trash talker not only get beaten but get shut up and that's what happened in this fight and as you know and say what you will about holly's career post this fight but ronda was beaten so badly between this and then her comeback fight that she had to run off and go compete in WWE because she just could not hang with actual real physical competitors anymore. And don't get me wrong, I grew up a wrestling fan. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, wrestling's all fake or whatever. Trust me, guys, I get it. Like, what those guys put their body through, like, I have nothing but respect. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's entertainment. It is scripted and... You know, Ronda going over there and getting the victories that she's getting is not because she's very... It's not because she's great. 
it's because that's the story. Like, that's the entertainment factor. She has to win. Like, because that's the story, right? I mean, it is what it is. This fight, the story, was that she was just going to go out there and show off her elite-level boxing against this actual boxer. And she talked so much trash. So, so, so much trash leading up to this fight. So to see Holly Holm just shut her down was, I mean, I jumped out of my chair and I lost my voice. I was so excited when this fight happened. I still get, like, I have goosebumps right now talking about it. Like, it just, it's, it's a moment for me and it's, it's a fight that I'll never forget. And, um, and that's why I'm talking about it. That's why it is definitely in my Hall of Fame. So, um, yeah, UFC 193, uh, it was, um, in 2015, it's Rousey versus Holm. It was the main event. If you have a way of watching it, whether it be on UFC Fight Pass, or I'm sure there's places on the internet that you could find it, um, I highly recommend it. It's, it's supremely entertaining. Um, it is, it's, it's one of those fights that really just shows what the sport is about to me and why I love it so much. Just everything leading up to it. The fight itself is, is so exciting. It's so entertaining and it has one of the best finishes that I've ever seen in any fight, not just a quote unquote women's fight. Um, so yeah. So if, if, if you haven't seen it or if you haven't watched it in a while, Go back and watch it, and I promise you it's still just as entertaining today as it was almost five years ago. So, that's uh, that's all I'm going to take the time for today. Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure this probably ran a little longer than I wanted it to. But, yeah. Uh, I know that my first episode, the sound quality was absolute garbage. Um, I have replaced my microphone, so I'm hoping that that has made a difference here. And... Um, yeah, so if, if you guys enjoy these, fantastic. I would love to, to be able to do two of these a week. Um, both just my regular season episodes as well as these Hall of Fame episodes. So let me know what you guys think. Um, I am now, my podcast is now officially on Spotify. If that's where you're listening to this, then awesome. Uh, if not, I am awaiting approval, but before long, I should be everywhere that podcasts are, and that's really exciting. So, um, yeah, so that's it for today, guys. You know, don't forget, you know, like and subscribe or follow or what have you. If it's something that you like and you enjoy this, share it, you know, tell somebody, let somebody else know. Uh, hopefully by the time that this thing is uh, more widely available. I can ask you guys to leave some comments and some feedback. But in the meantime, if you know if you know who I am, then then reach out to me, and uh, I'd love to uh, love to keep doing these. And um, looking for the feedback. And uh, yeah, hope you guys have enjoyed. So that's it for tonight, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.